Hi, Jill. Hi, Steve. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Now, you know, that just reminds me of something. I said I'm good. That's incorrect. Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. But do you hear that a lot? All the time. We say that all the time. A lot of people say I'm good. Some people say I'm fine. I'm fine, thank you. I'm well. But I think most commonly here in North America, people say, oh, I'm good. Now, I'm not entirely sure why that's wrong, but I know it's wrong. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, let me just think. Now, if I start to think, I'm like good is an adjective, fine is an adjective, well is an adverb. I'm well. I don't know why you have to use an adverb instead of an adjective. Do you? Uh, you know, I don't know even if well is correct, more correct than fine or, or good. I'm not sure that it is. I think, to me, well almost implies more that uh, I'm feeling well. I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm doing well. Which makes me think, in fact, that well is an adjective even though it's very often an adverb. Right. I guess there are several things that come to my mind as we talk here. One is that grammar is confusing. Yes. Uh, and the second is that usage is constantly changing and that there is quite a range of acceptable usage. And so that grammar is not this precise definition of what you are allowed or not allowed to say. Uh, rather, there's this sort of usage pattern, which we have to learn, and uh, it's a bit of a moving target. Um, maybe, I don't know if that's more true of English than of other languages, but it's it's certainly true of English. And do, do you find, for example, if you're asked to, to explain why uh, this sentence is correct and this other sentence is not correct, it's very difficult to do it very often. Very, very difficult. I, I, uh, I have a very hard time giving you know, a, a rule or an explanation of why it's right or why it's wrong. It's just, it, it doesn't sound right. It's not natural. It's not how we would say it. And, of course, uh, I suspect that uh, even if you were a grammatician and gave me a, you know, a complicated explanation, um, I'm not sure it would help me. It may help. I think it may help uh, if I think of my Russian learning. Um, if I have had enough experience that I have heard these kinds of structures so often, and then I finally get an explanation, and then maybe, as we say, the penny drops. Right. So then after the fact, the explanation you know, can be useful. But, uh, but you're just, a, just a beginner, first learning, first hearing these phrases, words, um, sentences, uh, I think very often just the explanation is too difficult to even understand. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and you know, I, I have, because I speak, uh, you know, a variety of languages, I've often been in a situation where I have to interpret for someone. Uh, this person could be, a, you know, in, in my career, it was either a diplomat or it could have been a businessman or something. And you would be surprised at how poorly people speak English. Even senior people in government or even worse in the business field because the, the, the senior government officials generally speak better. But these business people, uh, I mean, I had to guess at what they were saying very often and then turn it into hopefully understandable Chinese or Japanese or whatever language I was translating into. So not everyone, uh, not every native speaker uses the language even co correctly. Right. right. That's, there's a lot of people who write and speak poorly in English. Mm -hmm. 
that's again one of the reasons why at, at the linguist and now at link we think it's very important that people write and and of course we tell them write the way you speak speak the way you write most people who teach language will say uh, you know the written language is very different from the spoken language which is true for the native speaker but the non-native speaker learning the language has a much more limited control of the language and it is very much in their interest to treat the two as the same and so if they come to our system and they write something as if they were speaking then we are able to pick up it gives us like a footprint of that person's use of language and then we can say all right there's a certain latitude in terms of usage uh, but you have now your outside normal usage so this is not correct and so that's why uh, and you have of course, corrected people's writing. And it is a good way, don't you think, of finding out what people's problems are. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, when we correct writing and, and people have a lot of problems with verb tenses or with prepositions, everybody has problems with prepositions. And they have just as many problems with those things when they're speaking as they do when they're writing. Um, but it's very difficult if you never speak with somebody, which sometimes we don't on our site. We don't speak with everybody. Um, or maybe you speak with somebody for 15 minutes once a month or whatever it may be. Um, and then they want us to tell them what, what their biggest problems are. That's very difficult to do. Uh, so it is much better if they submit writing, write how they speak, and then we give them, you know, concrete examples or different phrases they can use. We replace things for them so that they, they can then incorporate that into their vocabulary so they can speak better. Well, that's right. My experience with Russian, I was on uh, Skype the other night, in fact, speaking with a person in Russian. I spoke for 30 minutes in Russian. It's the longest I've spoken in Russian ever. And I kept on getting the same word wrong. Uh, I mean, I said, how do you say this again? And he'd give me, but I couldn't remember it because, you know, the sweat was kind of forming on my forehead, you know, <laughs> struggling to speak in Russian. And there's just too much pressure and, and you're thinking of other things and you don't hear it that clearly. Uh, so that's no time really to, to correct people. Whereas if you write something, and of course now in the new link, uh, the uh, corrector will also record the corrected version in, therefore, a native speaker will be recording, will be reading out what the student tried to write, and which has now been corrected. And so then the learner can listen to it over and over again and really pick up on how those things should be, uh, should be expressed. So the two should, the writing and the speaking, I think, are, it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the instant diagnosis, the writing is, of where the problems are, the weaknesses are in, uh, in the person's language. So it's, uh, I think it's very good that way. But let's just continue on the subject of, of speaking. You know, another thing that comes up all the time is how important is an accent. And, uh, I mean, I think we all try to imitate the native speaker. I mean, in your French, for example, you would like to speak as close to a French, uh, you know, accent as possible, correct? Mm -hmm. Of course, yes. Uh, one thing with accent, though, I should mention, as was pointed out to me the other day, too, um, that there are often a variety of accents in mm -hmm. different languages, and I think most people are more concerned with um, proper pronunciation mm -hmm. within a certain accent. You know, I mean, there's a Quebecois French accent mm -hmm. or a, a, a French Parisian French mm -hmm. accent, and and so I think depending on which accent 
you prefer, mm -hmm. you want proper pronunciation within right. that accent. Right. Uh, but, and that is the goal, so that that's the sort of the ideal that you're working towards, and I think everyone does that. Now, whether, as you say, whether you choose to imitate, whether your ideal pronunciation is the Quebec French or the French French or the Spanish in Spain or the Spanish in Mexico, I mean, that's your choice. But, yeah, you're trying to imitate that. However, uh, you may not achieve that. That's your model, that's your goal, that's fine, but you may not achieve it. Uh, as long as you are understood, then that's really good enough. And uh, I mentioned to you the example of um, we have a Swiss banker friend who has the very pronounced Swiss accent, <laughs> but he speaks phenomenal English. And he has uh, an assistant who is from England who does not express himself as well in English as my Swiss banker does. So, and, and my Swiss banker has lived in Canada for 20 years and he has no complexes about his English and nor should he because he speaks extremely well. Uh, and, and so I say, yeah, uh, if you want to work to get your pronunciation closer to that of the native speaker, to whatever native speaker you are, you know, trying to imitate, fine. But you may not make, make it 100% and don't worry about it. Right. Now, you had a discussion the other day with some of our learners and there was some difference of opinion, I think. Yeah, I mean, most of them, they were all fairly advanced speakers who, who, whose pronunciation is quite good already. And they, um, to them, I was trying to sort of tell them the same thing. You know, I understand you very well. It's really not that important if you don't sound exactly like me or Steve or whoever. Um, but they they were pretty a couple of them at least were were fairly adamant about um wanting to sound as much like a native speaker as possible and i think these are people they're very keen linguist members they work very hard on the linguist and i think they sort of have a passion for english learning and so maybe they're perfectionists to a certain degree and so for them, it's maybe more important than the average person. Well, and I think uh, maybe we can end on the note that uh, we want people to do what they want to do. So uh, people can pursue whatever, whatever interests them. It's just that we don't want people to feel pressure or to feel unhappy. I'm, I've heard people say, I don't like listening to myself speak English because I don't like my accent. Mm -hmm. What they're really saying is they feel that other people don't like their accent. Mm -hmm. And so they feel badly about their accent. And that we don't want. Right. But if a person wants to pursue the ultimate in, in, in getting to sound like a native speaker, well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Okay, Jill, thank you very much. Thank you.